Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. And we're coming to you once again with nothing but the whole truth. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. Father God, we thank you for this very moment, this very second, Lord. For this is a day that the Lord has made, so he said we are to rejoice and be exceedingly glad therein because today is another day of promise. Father God, we thank you for this broadcast. We ask that you touch every ear, every listener. We ask for Heavenly Father that they be blessed by the words that we send forth. In the name of Yahshua, your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And thank God. All right, we, we're, 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 we're talking about the issues with the Roe versus Wade. We're talking about the abortions. We're talking about the number of, of babies that have been that have been destroyed in the last 50 years that we've been dealing with this abortion issue. And I have I have people on the line that are pro and con that that that's gonna that's gonna give you the raw truth, okay? And and of course you know this is the radio broadcast, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. We're dealing with the real issues right here, and these issues affect the lives of many people. Okay, we're honored today to have. Elaine Riddick on the line with us. We're, we're honored to have Denisha. She's on the line coming from Detroit. Uh, my brother Ibrahim, he's on the line with us, and uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give you the facts. I mean, we're gonna give it to you as is. And I'm gonna ask my uh, my co-host to uh, limit their statements to like one minute because one minute is a long time on the radio. So let's uh, let, let's jump in this thing. Uh, 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 we're going to start the introduction uh, with Elaine. Can you introduce yourself? And then uh, we'll ask Denisha to introduce herself. Then, Ibrahim, you come on in and introduce yourself. Elaine. Yes. Good afternoon. My name is Elaine Riddick, and I am a eugenic survivor. Um, a little bit about myself real quick is that I, too, was a victim of eugenics. I was forced sterilized in 1968 at the age of 14. I was a victim of rape. I'm a victim of rape, so I feel like that I was victimized twice, once by the perpetrator and once by the um, North Carolina Eugenics Board. Okay. Uh, Denisha, can you introduce yourself, please? Denisha Watson here from Detroit, Michigan. Happy to be here. Thank you again, Pastor Dent, and I am so honored to be on this show with Elaine Riddick, you guys. Okay, tell us about tell us about your tell us about your your ministry and what you're doing. I am an advocate against medical racism and discrimination. Um, so I'm working with trying to help people to assess their uh, medical records, any issues that you may have, so that you can present them 
<laughs> to the doctors that we have to go to in order to get the best help for you, uh, letting you know your rights um, and how to get healthy uh, from the home okay. first. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Brian, tell yes, us about yourself. Assalamu alaikum. Well, I'm in, I'm, I've been a, uh, a, for the black survival of black people, men and women, and people around, around the world and this continent. And I hope that everybody will understand my view is what's good, well, I think it's good for black people to move forward and to grow and prosper. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Uh, this is Pastor Lionel again coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And yes, we're coming to you once again with nothing but the whole truth. Okay. Uh, on your TVs, on your radios, everywhere online, they've been talking about this abortion issue uh, <clears throat> all all week long. And uh, you've heard all kind of protests and there's all kind of things that are going on. Well, today we're going to bring to light uh, on on those subjects, and 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 we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the killing of Black America everywhere. We're talking about I mean everything is targeted uh, against us all of, you know, and uh, and we're going to bring those facts to the light today. Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, with uh, my sister uh, Elaine Riddick. Uh, you know, tell us about uh, what's going on, and, and tell us about how you feel about the, the the events that are taking place today. Well, actually, hold on, hold on. Excuse me. Let me let me uh, get my scripture out here first. Uh, we're we're in the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. Uh, uh, we're actually we're actually I would ask you to read from the first uh, through the seventh verse, uh, but. But I'm gonna just read. I'm just gonna read the fourth and fifth verse uh, to you, and and this is the Lord God speaking. Okay, so I want you to understand that that this is the word of God. It says in the fourth verse of of the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah. It says, "Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you." Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. So so what this word is saying is that before you were even shaped in your womb, that God already knew you, that God already had formed you, that God had already given you uh, your position in life. And, and so now when they talk about the rights of when they talk about the rights of the woman, the woman has the rights to her body. You also have to talk about the rights of that unborn baby, the baby that's on the inside. It, once it's conceived, it becomes a U.S. citizen, having all the rights of the Constitution of the United States, saying that, that they have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that that child also has its rights to be protected. All right, now we're just going to jump in here. and I, uh, Okay, so Elaine, take it over. Yeah, uh, good afternoon again. My name is Elaine Riddick, and again, I am the chairperson 
for the Rebecca Project for Justice, and the Rebecca Project for Justice uh, is a transformational organization that advocates protecting life, dignity, and freedom for people in the United States and in Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to jump in here, and we're going to talk about what we could have had if we had allowed the 20 million black babies that have been slaughtered since Roe v. Wade. And then we're going to talk about how the overturning of Roe v. Wade is going to have what type of effects it will have on black women. Okay, so first of all, we killed over 20 million black babies since 1973. And we could have had our own military army if we had allowed those babies to live. However, again, God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth in his image. So how can we ever get to see the image of God when we have slaughtered these babies? Because remember, all of us was born and the image of God, so that means that we will never get to see God's image because we don't keep it off, okay? Now, what happened, how this is going to, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, how it's going to affect black women is that, first of all, we have to understand why they overturned Roe v. Wade. It wasn't for us. It was because it was a disturbance because white people felt like they were being replaced. It was that replacement theory. So they had to overturn Roe v. Wade so black, white women could start having babies because we are coming up in numbers. That's number one. Number two, it's going to affect black women because they, after a certain amount of time, what's going to happen, and I want you to pay close attention to the sterilization of black women going up in forces because now when they took away the abortion rights to stop you from being having babies, they have no other choice but to sterilize you. And I don't, and I hope you are understanding me. We're going back again to the medical apartheid. You know how they use this, and we're going back to eugenics. How they always do this to us by any means necessary. Uh, you know, that's what I saw one way or the other. Elaine, can I add something in there right quick before you go on? Yes. Okay. Look, y'all, this this is this is they're doing this right in our face. They're they're not hiding anything. Okay. They they're gonna they're going to uh change and they're gonna make amendments to the welfare uh, welfare laws and, and things of that sort, saying that you know that after that that in order to receive these benefits, in order to receive the Section Eight, in order to receive the EBT, in order to receive these benefits, okay, they're going to tell these women that they're going to have to be sterilized. They're already doing it in the prisons right now, and they're going to they're going to pass laws to make it mandatory that. That uh, that you have to be sterilized. Go ahead, sister. And that's exactly the truth. And we don't get it. We have to start reading the fine prints on these papers. Now, once you become a ward of the state, it's just like California in their prisons. You know, 
if you have a certain amount of children, over a certain amount of children, you're going to have to submit to these people. You know, that's why it's, 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 it's urgent that we start trying to get off of these systems. Start, stop being ward of the, this system because you have no rights. They're taking away all of your rights. And I, I recommend that everybody that's listening Please get the book Medical Apartheid by Harriet Washington. They have been doing this to us in sight since we've been since they came over here because we were here first, you know. And this is what we're giving them all our rights. We are so scared to stand up to these people, and they are killing us in our face. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, Denise, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Brother Ibrahim come in, and then you come in after uh, Brother Ibrahim. Ibrahim, come on, bro. Well, you know, uh, facts is that in the Quran, it talks about it talks about the men that would kill their babies if they were girls. They would they would be they would feel ugly face. They would be unhappy. And the Quran talks about the men that were killing their girls, killing the girl babies. Right? That was not right. So that applies to everyone in that form of fashion. Now, I think that it's, it's very important to know that 26 million, you know what 26 million youth could have done? That could have put our population up to about 20% or 25% of the people in America. You understand that, right? Right now, we're, we're doing to about 12%. We're about 40 million or, or, or minus, right? That would have put us over 20% of the population. I'm talking about all black. I'm talking about American-born black. You see what I'm saying? That'll put us up there in that category where we could have made more civil rights, maybe more jobs, more opportunities, more power in our political power. It could mean a lot of things. You know what I mean? More scientists, more politicians, more anything could have been a possibility. You know, so I look at it that way. But I'm not going to go beyond that right now. Okay. All right, uh, Denisha, come on in there. Okay, uh, just to jump in for a second, you guys, this is coming from Snoops, dot com. Fact check fetal tissue sales. What I've been trying to get everybody to realize is how much money is made off of the murdering of black fetuses. The advertisement for against abortion and then the advertisement for abortion. When you drive up and down the coastlines of California, Florida, Texas, especially in Florida, they actually have billboards up that are talking about get a vasectomy, uh, have an abortion. It's really crazy. But the uh, article goes on to say that the National Institute of Health, NIH, spent $76 million on research of fetal tissue in 2014 with grants of more than 50 to 50 universities. We're talking about Columbia, Harvard, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So all of these people get uh, procure from Planned Parenthood and abortion clinics and doctors and hospitals. They procure our babies' um, tissue. Um, so it, it's more than just about them sterilizing us and, and taking out away our rights and killing us off the earth. We're talking about people making money, and they're going to do that any way that they can. Um, child sex predator um, behavior is in our Child Protective Services Division. 
So what's going to happen to you, because you lost your rights. In fact, if you have a child and the child is born uh, under state Medicaid, it's not your baby anyway. Uh, It belongs to the state. So understand that. Understand that your birth certificate is a bond. It really is. And China is our largest debt holder. Ask yourself how that figures in to black women, gynecological issues, uh, sterilization, chemical sterilization. That's stuff that we go into them beauty and barber supplies to buy, and I'm guilty of it too at some point. I'm not being a pot calling the kettle black. Those poisons are helping to cause us to have um, massive reproductive issues. We're talking about fibroid tumors, uh, being sick, getting cancer, brain cancer, depleting our bodies of the vitamins and minerals we need, everything. And so when you're like that and you have a child or you're pregnant, the chances of that child coming out with uh, deficiencies, um, deformities is great. And how are you going to take care of the baby? You can't take care of the baby like that. What are they going to do? They're going to take your baby. And if you've ever been in Child Protective Services at any form of your life, when you go into that hospital to have that baby, you might not see your baby at all. They might take the baby immediately after the baby is born, put it into the system, sell it off, rape it, murder it, do whatever it is that they've been doing to us all this time. Okay, so um, just do your research, you guys. Um, S-N-O-P-E-S.com. Okay. Can, uh, hold on. Hold on a minute. Can you, before you give out that uh, information, can you can you let the people know uh, exactly the name of the organization and how they can get that information? Go ahead. Denisha, we lost you. Are no, you there? No. Okay. But again. Okay, I had to merge them. I had to merge them back in. Are you still there? Did you lose? Uh... Elaine, I think Elaine is gone. Let me call her back. Okay. Go ahead and bring her back in. Go ahead, my brother, you bring. Yeah, you know, before we get to talking about facts and cities and things, you know, I thought we were going to have somebody pro. But anyway, the human side of it is, I always imagine that. When we do things, we able to what we're doing, right? If a, if a young lady wants an abortion, she should be able to detail the scope of an abortion. Um, no. Okay. I don't hear. We're okay. Say what? I was telling him we're back. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. He bring we. He was. Uh. Go ahead. Finish you know, the statement. And we, we make a lot of decisions on emotion and everything, and, and individuals and people champion causes. Right? I would like people to see what abortion looks like. If we don't have abortion, you should see what abortion. If there's a father of the baby that's a uh, responsible guy, he should see what abortion is, right? The father of the baby. He should be made to see, you know, and the woman should be seeing and everything and the effects of the boy and the participant, you know what I mean, as well as anything else. You know, I think that we should see these things because we make opinions and comments on something we don't know or feel about. 
So as a man, right, I know that a lot of women feel like I'm not a right to speak on an abortion because that's a woman's body, a woman's right. Well, I'm not right to speak on a lot of things that have nothing to do with a particular person's body or rights, right, but the rights of the law. But I would like people to see this so we can stop talking and slapping each other around. I'd like to see what abortion looks like. The whole thing, the baby being pulled out or, or, or the fetus being pulled out, whatever you want to call it, I want people to see that at, a, at different stages, you know, at the stage when the heart started beating. And when the baby started moving around, it's cognizant. Listen to their mouth. Well, 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 most definitely, most definitely, the father is going to be held responsible for child support. Many of them going to jail right now because of they had no say in the in the in the process of of, of the child being born or anything like that. And uh, and and the, the men's rights are overlooked in the when it comes to abortion. They're giving the the rights to the woman over her body, and so I'm going to come back to you, Elaine. Uh, tell us about that. Where, where are we standing with this? You know, uh, and that's what he was saying is so true. You know, because when it comes to black babies, and when black babies are aborted, you know they tear these babies out limb by limb. Uh huh. I mean, limb by limb. There are so many things, um, I mean, you know, and then if they are born alive, they put them in a bowl and let them lay there and suffer. They do not even try to save the baby. You know, this is really devastating how we treat our children, which is a gift from God. You know, these look, these people came in here. Margaret Singer, she came in here and said that it was uh, uh, it was a good for a black woman to have an abortion. But yet and still, she's the one that hated us so much. She said, if you ever want to hate a nigger, the best way to hate a nigger is kill it before it's born. Why do we go to these people, these white supremacists, and ask them to lynch us in the womb, to lynch our womb? They used to hate uh, black people on the trees. Now, they do the wound lynching. They're lynching the wound. They don't have to kill us because they got us killing ourselves. Okay, okay. Uh, what, 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 what do y'all have to throw in about that? Anyone? Uh, what do y'all have? What do y'all have to say about the lynching of the black wound? You know, Elaine uh, Denise is here from Detroit. Elaine is um, so true in everything that she's saying, and you know. I've I've had an abortion before. In fact, I've had two, and I've been illegally sterilized, and I I had a reanastomosis. So let me get to it, and I'm saying this to you because there are some women out there who have murdered their babies, uh, and you all don't know. Okay, Denise, I'm going to step in right now. We got hundreds of listeners on the radio right now, other females that have gone through the same thing that you all have gone through. So they they so they know that that this is something that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Go ahead, my sister. So so many of us, um, and especially depending on the demographic where we are, uh, some of us are using um, abortion as a method of birth control. We have been so programmed uh, to think that we are worthless, that our bodies are worthless, that our children are worthless and that we should kill them. Um, I want you all to know that anything that happens to us, any you can hear a gunshot. 
that causes what's called, uh, it's an endocrine disruptor. It causes hormonal imbalances because that's not something that we're supposed to be, if we associate it with violence and death, that's not something we're supposed to be, um, you know, absorbing. Um, the point that I'm trying to make is this. When you go and you have an abortion, because I remember the doctor very well, I, I changed my mind. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to have an abortion in the first place. I felt like I was pushed into it. So my ex-husband pushed me into having an abortion. We were young. Um, and when I went to the clinic, I remember changing my mind. Something in me was telling me, no, don't, don't, don't. And I told the doctor and the black nurse that stood beside me, I said, that's okay, I don't want to do it. And the doctor slapped me, pardon me, I'm going to get raw here. He slapped me on my butt cheek and told me to slide my ass down. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what a white man said to me, a young girl who did decided I didn't want to do what they're talking about doing now. I didn't want to kill my baby. Um, the second time, it was a situation where it wasn't a good thing for me to be in a, um, in a marriage with somebody that was abusive, to have a child that I couldn't take care of. I already had two children. You know, the usual excuses that we use. And I'm saying this to you all because some of you all have been raped. And, and you don't know what to do. And when you're a baby, like Elaine Riddick was, and I can best tell you how her story affected me, when you're a baby and you have someone violate you and then you have to carry a child on top of that and you don't have the help that you need, it makes for you not to be able to have um, – you don't have the opportunity to make a different um, choice. You understand what I'm saying, you guys? So they put us in a position, they have honed and promoted poverty, sickness, illness, and death. So we don't have anything else to choose from. And what we choose will inevitably change our lives, our mindset, our hearts, and our souls for the rest of our lives. And we may not be able to get through it. That lynching of the womb that Elaine just spoke about, that happens when we have an abortion. It's the beginning of something that we will never be able to erase. We need to fight back. We need to fight back. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be real careful because my thoughts are only mine. They are not those of the host. It's okay. time to fight back. Okay. We can't well, do it. What are we talking about? Okay. Okay. There, there are millions of forms of contraceptives that are out there. The woman says she's in control of her body. Then I tell them to well then present then promote abstinence. I mean don't don't have sex till you get married. Uh, you can use condoms. You can use uh, the the the, uh, the the shots that they have. Uh, they got all kinds of symptoms, all kinds of things for uh, to. They're to, deadly, Pastor Gant. Pastor Gant. Yes. You know what? We have so many women out here today that have used their birth control. You know, like the Depo-Podera, that is a birth control that targeted the black woman, and it was to kill her. You know, it gives them cancer. It gives them tumors. It gives them excessive weight gain. Why do you think a lot of our women, you know, are are, are, are big? This Uh, is their birth control. Then they put out the morning after pills. 
let me tell you something. And I hope that we have some young women that is listening to 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 me anyway, because those morning after pills can kill you. You don't have to go to the doctor. You can go to CVS or Walgreens and buy the stuff off from over the counter. How do you know? I mean, and when you take it, it might cause a trigger. This is what that purple barrel do. It causes triggers. How do you know? They don't ask you if cancer running your family, if diabetes running your family, if kidney failure, hypertension, or none of that running your family. And this is what Depo-Provera do. It activates the triggers. And you end up getting these illnesses because nobody asks you these questions. Now, getting back to the morning after pill, you can take that pill and you think that you completely aborted your baby and the baby can be dead inside you and it can poison your blood. If I could jump it in. can kill you. If if I can, Elaine, you guys listen listen to what she's saying. She's telling the truth. But see, I'm gonna say two things and I gotta get this out here. We we are hypersexualized. Uh, what is it Thomas Jefferson said about breeding slaves? You, we're we're still chattel property. That's exactly what we are. We were taught. So if they hypersexualize us and then they give us diseases and, and sex, oh, let me tell you something, intimacy, baby, they don't talk about it and release the research on that because if they did, we wouldn't be so quick to want to have it. I'm going to say this um, to you guys. There's a lot of women out here that have, uh, not only accused men of rape that did not rape them, they've been in relationships with older people, and they got found out by their parents, and their parents made them say that somebody raped them. So it's a lot of men in prison right now, this very moment, who have not raped a person. Now, maybe they are, at, 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 at the least, they're guilty of statutory, statutory rape. No, I, and I'm saying this for a reason, you guys, uh-huh. but they're still in prison for that. Another thing, too, you got a lot of women that's blaming a lot of men and children on men that don't belong to them. The system is set up to take down a black man and a white man as well. So you don't even realize it when they get caught up in the, in the mix. Because if you can take and they will take your license, do you know that you cannot drive a truck over in Canada? If you have child support, women, listen here. Listen to me when I tell you this. Because many of us lay down and we opened our legs on our own. Nobody made us do it. We did it because we wanted to. When you come to realize the detriment that these white folks and what they're doing, with, you don't need a white man to tell you to pay child support or to take care of your child. And that little $200 that they're giving you in them, in them freaking food stamps, go out there and plant you some dang old groceries. Get you some uh, greens, some cabbage, some spinach, something, even though it's devoid of vitamins and minerals, it's better than this crap and this garbage we eat in the store. Go plant you some gar- uh, gardens and give them back the, those $200 in food stamps that they're giving you, okay? Stop selling your baby formula while you at it, okay? Because not only are they poisoning the babies through the baby formula, why are you going to give a baby cow milk anyway? But long story short. All of that stuff messes with our reproductive reproductive system, and what we eat and what we put in our body. 
affects our children as well. That's it affects right. their reproductive system. That's why we got a whole generation of children that are now part of the LGBTQA community. Hey. May, I say, may I add something to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that is true, because when they give you the depopadera, you're giving it to your children. When you breastfeed them, they don't tell you not to breastfeed your children. And you are giving these chemicals that changes their DNA. And not only do it change their DNA, um, it just uh, affects them mentally. And then what we have to realize, too, is we have to stop allowing them to tell us that we are whores and tramps and homosexuals when this is what they did. Look, they broke our black men when they were doing the butt-breaking. When they were bringing us over here, when they wanted to break a slave, they would pull the black man out there in front of everybody to degrade him by having sex with him in the bus. So there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that we have to look at, you know. And then on top of that, look how they used to take the black woman, and they used to take her in a barn or in the yard and call the white neighborhood men, and they would put them on a picnic table. And they would sterilize them without anesthesia because they feel like we 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 don't have pain. We can take pain. And then look at how they would take the shoemaker's horn. This is um what's the guy's name? Uh Sims. Doctor Marion Sims, the father of gynecologist Marion Sims, the doctor of modern day gynecologist. He would take the shoemaker's horn and he would stick the black baby's brain. He would take that and he would experiment on the black baby's brain, and he's the father. He's the one that made the, the uh, when they examine a woman and open her up. He's the father. He's the one that made that. You know, I mean, this is terrible. We have been, we have done so much and accepted so much from these people when they have no love for us. Exactly. They have no love for us. You know, and I'm tired of my people being experimented on. They call it, again, medical apartheid. Anything they want to try, they use it on the black woman or the black man, and then they give, now they're giving the black man double in prison. Oh, if I could, Elaine, jump in there. Now, you guys, because I said something, I don't want you all to get me wrong. Hold on, Understand? Hold on. Hold on my sister. Before you come in, let us get back to my brother, Ibrahim. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't mm-hmm. saying anything. Just talking, yeah. Go ahead. I'm still here listening. Okay, no, good. Well, what she said about Marion Sims, right, that was in the uh, early 1920s. Um, well, yeah, about early 1920 or late 19th. He was experimenting on women to see their, their tolerance for pain. He would put all kind of ulcers in the woman's vagina. He would uh, uh, torture them in the vagina. He had one particular lady that he did over and over again. And, and he claimed that Lucy. she would get on. She was Lucy, yeah. And that she would like yeah. him, right? I remember that. She was and, 18 and, and, years old. And, oh, God. And, and what he would do was he would take, he had slaves. He owned a lot of slaves. And what he would do was he would experiment on his slave women. And there was one particular one, I believe her name was Lucy. She was 18. And the doctors, they, he didn't even use anesthesia. He put her on this table, and he was having doctors to hold her down, and the doctors were in such a disagreement with them until they just had to walk out. I mean, can you imagine somebody going in, up in you, 
and and sterilizing you without medication, without pain pills? Well, he, 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 he wasn't trying to sterilize him. He was just trying to see how much pain that you could bear and cleaning out the uterus and everything like that. Uh, and he all was that a kind sick, of, sadistic monster, and he was an alcoholic on top of it. Yeah, he, he so, did sorry, many, please. Well, well, he did many women like that, and I don't know about slavery because actually slavery was well, that was in like the nineteen, like early nineteen hundreds, right? Nineteen twenty, and then Mar- and Miss yeah. Singer, and Miss Singer, that was another thing too. I mean, what a crazy woman! And she right, you know, she 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 wanted to uh, kill. She hated black people so much. She wanted to kill black people and black babies, right? And uh, you know, and that's why she created Planned Parenthood. Well, well, you know, that was that was way back. And then you know, eugenics was a thing that was uh, experimented in America. Eugenics. And all that thing before Hitler came, sent his people to America to understand how to get rid of uh, uh, people that he thought that was unworthy, right? He sent the people, and then, exactly. then there's women all across from, from the southeast, and the east still suing for being forced sterilized, right? Or, or, or the whole body's being, you know, a whole body was taken over, damaged by some experiments, you know, and that's still going on. And uh, these women are a little older, but they're still younger women find themselves in the same situation. That's one thing that you were saying about the women in prison, find themselves in the same situation. And this is uh, this is cruelty beyond cruelty. But I think that we everybody get wrapped in these arguments and, and homosexuality, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with sex. I mean, we, we're designed to want to have procreate and to have sex. If we didn't have that, boy, we'd be worse. The LBG community would ruin the world, right? It wouldn't be no more just coming anymore. But, uh, um, but yeah, we're supposed to have sex, but anyway, like that, right? But I think that we have, we as adults, we have to, we have to pattern ourselves and, and look and look to other things besides that. What is the outcome? You know, with freedom comes responsibility itself. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the way I feel about it. If you're going, you utilize your freedom, then you're responsible for that. Those freedoms, right? You're responsible for yourself. You know, to organize your freedom. If you don't, if you want somebody else to be responsible, you know, for for your freedom, then you know that's insanity. You know what I mean? You cannot have anybody else. The, uh, uh, that you want freedom and then dependent upon somebody else to, to gauge your freedoms. So mm-hmm. if you've got that responsibility to cure whatever needs you have. Yes, sir. If, if I could, you guys, mm. um, I got to say this about our LGBTQA community because now it's starting to come out, the effects of them uh, cutting Black man open and putting breast implants in him where he still got his hockey stick below. You see, the war is against women. Let me let me make this very clear, y'all. If y'all never knew it before, the war is against women. Yes, it is. It's against the black woman, the black woman, all women. Say all women first, most importantly, the black woman, and then all other women. If you all look at what they're doing to us and what they're doing specifically to the black man, it, it's it's time to rise up to ha-ha with all that other stuff. It's time to get down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They know what okay. I'm talking about. They hear us. So here's yeah. the thing. Since they have been raping the black men, that that information, the penis, it's like, um, it's like a computer. It gives off a lot of information. Um, the wounds, the walls of our wounds. That's you know that's where the information is laid. Imagine the information that was given when a white man raped a black man and put on his prostate. You see, your prostate is your reproductive 
uh, organ system. Mm-hmm. And they're sterilizing the black men, too, because they're coming out with uh, prostate cancer. In fact, black men have an uh, overwhelming number of and die quickly and have the less, um, they don't, we don't have the health care at all. So from every cancer that there is, black men get it, too. Now, beyond, uh, Dr. Matthew Noel was kind enough to share his experience, Beyonce's daddy, about having one of his chest breasts removed. So here I am on this, this platform with this man. I'm listening to him talking about something as simple as checking your T-shirts, women checking the uh, sheets if you see any uh, wet spots or any blood spots, no matter how tiny it is, you know, it's a problem. It's time to go to the doctor. So they're destroying our men with breast cancer, um, all forms of cancer, but especially prostate cancer, right? Your reproductive system. Once you go through um, all of those treatments that they give you, you're you're not going to be able to have children or be able to have a child that's healthy with all of that. They know this very well. Um, So I want you all to think about that. Think about what's been happening to our black men. And I want you to think about the hypersexualization of put, putting in of hormones inside of our food, canned goods, the, mm-hmm. the crap that we eat at the local store. They charging us all this money for it. You, you, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that stuff. That stuff is killing us. It's and killing our black men. Let me let me add this that that right now now see many years ago, uh, I was I was preaching the gospel and I was warning people about these things. And uh and 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 I actually used the Bible to teach them that God knew that these things were going to come to pass and he had already prophesied about these things that are going to come to pass. And I'm taking you all back to the book of Jeremiah, back to the word of God, where it says where it says in the fifth verse, Jeremiah one and five. It says, Behold, I formed you in the womb. Okay, this is God speaking. He said, I formed you in the womb. I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet of the nations. Meaning that meaning that no baby is being born by accident. No no child That's is right. coming in this world by accident that God has a knowledge of who that child is. And that child has constitutional rights as an individual from the moment of conception. It is no longer, it's no longer just, just, uh, just, just two germs coming together. No, it becomes a living life form. And from that moment, it has every right, according to the Constitution of the United States, it has every right. To the, to the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that that child has rights. Now, I mean, it's no longer just that woman's body, but that's a living individual on the inside of them. And i like to hear y'all's comments about that, and I'll start with you, Ms. Riddick. Okay, first of all, okay, now, <laughs> I like that. Because, you know, like you said, God knew us before he even planted us. Okay, so we're like a plant, yeah, and he had to choose our parents and whether they were good or bad, who we were going to be born to. And it was, when it was our time to come here, he sent us down here, you know, and um, 
And yes, every child has a right to life. And like you said, you know, if, if, if a child should not have to suffer because of, and I agree with what you said 100%. But I want to also talk about the father of eugenics, Francis Galton. You know, and this is why we're killing our babies as well. Francis Galton is the father of eugenics, Charles Darwin's cousin. So he started the whole thing of eugenics, okay? And he be- he believed, listen, he and Margaret Singer was a eugenicist too. He was a eugenicist, a scientist. And he believed that we were an inferior race and that we don't have the right to life. You know, so what he said, and this is where white supremacy comes from. They, they, they want to be the supreme being, but there's no one supreme except for God. You know, so this is another reason why we are having and seeing all of these issues is because of these scientists that say that we are barbaric. So when we go and we kill our babies, you know, yeah, we're, 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 we're showing barbaric attitudes, and, and that's not good. You know, I have a lot to say because they also, also, I know we have time, pressure time. They're also using our uh, DNA or our melanin in computers. Did you know that? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our, our melanin is the most most expensive thing that we got. I mean, <laughs> I it mean, is. it's been gold. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so you you guys, everything that Elaine is talking about and Pastor Dan is talking about, everything that Brother Ibram is talking about, everything I've said, everything that you all have thought and talked about amongst yourselves, you know that it's true, you know that it's real. But here's the thing. When you hate people, you make up a lie on them. And this is exactly what they've done. Black people... We are kings and queens, this place. We were never poor, uh, without intellect. We created everything, everything on this earth. Every living human being on this earth came through the womb of a black woman. Don't let, stop letting people feed y'all that garbage. We we came from slaves. No, they enslaved us. I don't know how we got in this situation that we are. I just know that we are here. I know that we have to fight back. I know that you have to fight for your children. I know that you all have to realize, even if you're married to someone and that person is of a different color, and I say this with such sadness in my heart because I have family members, Mm -hmm. um, we as black people stand alone. Yes, yes. Why do you think they hate us so much? I mean, that's the question. I believe, I have come to believe and know that we are of God. We are God. God is us. <laughs> He's in us. We are God but, and God. We are. Can I, can I answer that question? Because that question has been asked a lot. And me, when when God gave me this task of uh, when I took on the responsibility of the SCLC Stop the Violence and Incarceration Campaign, I went on a fast. 
and and about the third day of my fast and, and prayer, and when I when I fast and pray, I don't eat anything, I don't drink anything. I'm, I'm solely before the face of the Lord, and and about the third day of my fast, I was asking God, why do they hate us so much? What do we what what earned us this right to be, you know, to be to be so hated uh, by white supremacists? And God gave, and the Holy Spirit gave me the answer. It said that they fear you because you can breed them out of existence, but they cannot breed you out of existence. And they tried to do that in, in Brazil. They tried to do that in, uh, in uh, other countries where they tried to whitenize the population. They tried to whitenize the people uh, uh, by, by rape and by, you know, by, you know, uh, trying to, you know, trying to make a master class. And and it failed because every time they a white man mixed with a black woman, guess what? Black baby. White woman comes lay down with a black man. Guess what? Black baby. Black baby. One percent. Because of the strength of our DNA, they were unable to breed us out, but we can definitely breed them out. All right, I'll kick it back to y'all. Uh, well, okay, now I'll add something. Let me let my brother Ibrahim get in here because he <laughs> to, to say anything. Go ahead, my brother. Yeah, Assalamu alaikum. You know, um, you know, the whole thing about it is that, you know, we were talking about slavery, right? What if mm-hmm. I tell you that, um, and it's genetically a fact, it can be proven, that when we came out of Africa, there was another group that were Neanderthals. We were we were called the Homo sapiens, the modern day uh, modern day man, mankind, a womankind. Mm-hmm. And then the Neanderthals came out, and they said that we breeded with the Neanderthals. One place you can find those genes at in some European countries, and some Asian countries. You see what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. you know they uh you know those animals raped our women and bred with them, and um, you know of course men or whatever part of time in history, and they come with their the genetic strain the uh, archaic man, or, or what we refer to as a Caucasian, Caucasians, or however you want to put it. And, uh, you know, they, as we traveled, they traveled apart along with us and bred and became different things. They said it might have been why the people in Himalayas are able to breed our attitudes, that they, they have that gene in them, that uh, that uh, animal gene in them called the, uh, you know. So I was just saying a lot of things. That, that I don't believe myself that, in general, white people hate black people. I believe that they feel like they this is for a lot of resources. And this is my this is my belief. I don't believe they hate they hate us, but you know, that's part of propaganda. You're told to hate. We we hate we hated a damn thing. We wouldn't attack Iraq or wrong. You know, we send Marines and we send Marines and they kill people all over the world. They happen to be people of color. You know, we ain't saying about to kill no no Europeans. So we send the people over to kill everywhere there's a people of color at me say, Oh, they're unfit. They're terrorists and all like this. And they defend their own country and we send people there to kill them. You know, this country done killed, in my lifetime, this country done killed so many people abroad, or people of color, that this, that number is almost infinitesimal to calculate, you know, as they have done here, right? But yet, I think as an average day person, they could give a, a hoot less. But it's been their whole politics. W. Du Bois wrote 1905, he called a currency of whiteness, you know, that even somebody in the same situation, they even next door to each other, of different mm-hmm. persuasions, right? 
You know, mm-hmm. they, they receive the currency just by being white, giving them false. Now, I'm talking white people that argue about that today. But yet, they don't they don't see their currency or how that affects them. And everybody ain't the same. But, every, but everybody going to tend to lean toward themselves, you know, if they're put in that situation. But uh, I think that it's, it's beyond that. And, and when it comes to land, we think of, in, in metaphysical terms, but it, a war is fought over land and natural resources. Land yep. and natural resources. Religion uh-huh. and property. The propaganda, religion, and everything else is a, mm-hmm. is a way to get people to go with you to gain power to get a bunch of people together to go out there and do some of the most horrendous things to other people. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. I don't think you know. I think that uh, the European <laughs> ideology is, it hates us. You know, it tries it, it hates anybody that stands in the way. And you know, they they told they said right. years ago they they're going to conquer the rest of the entire world. They said it's for old people. They they called America. A few years ago, they said this is a white country. Now, you know, nobody, nobody seen them be a lot of black people seem to have a problem with that. But that, that is a, that is a statement that out of, out of the annals of Macaw, you know what I mean? That you call this country a white country, and now they call it South America, people South America white country, people Africa white country. So we have to understand that we have to understand that what we're fighting against is a whole mindset, and that we have to learn to be do for ourselves. You know, we want to seek freedom and independence. Then that crowd responsibility itself. We have to take care of our needs and do our needs. We got to stop asking the people that we claim to be savages and, and, and work against the people. How, how are you going to ask your 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 persecutor? How are you going to ask your oppressor? You know how are you going to you know make him you know get your education from the man that's oppressing you? How are you going to ask him for your freedom when 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 that's the man that that's oppressing you? Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. We're down to our last uh, ten minutes, and uh, okay. And I want can to I? Get, can, uh, may I? Yes, may I know. answer my question? Okay, first of all, they know they kept our history. Let's talk about our history. They hid our history from us. They don't want us to know our history. They don't want their children to know what how they treated us. Okay, now I think, and I believe in my heart that they know who we are. Yes. They know who we are. So this yes. is one of the reasons why they're suppressing us. And another thing is that we were here, some of us were here before they even got here. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, yes. so let's let's be honest and tell the truth. They know that we are God's chosen people. Yes. This is why they are hiding our history. They don't want us. This is why they're killing us off, just like they killed him off. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to know these things. The reason why they hate us is because we resemble the man that they killed, our father. Mm-hmm. And they lynched him. Right. Isn't it funny how they're lynching him on trees and then they come and lynch us the same way they lynched him? Mm-hmm. It's something to think about. They hate us because we are the chosen children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Pastor Gant, you, if I could, Elaine, what Elaine is saying, if you mm-hmm. all recall the scripture in the Bible, well, the story in the Bible where um, King Saul was told to go into that land and to kill all the men, women, and children, not to leave anyone, the animals too. Oh. Don't take nothing. Y'all King remember Saul. that, right? King Saul. But he goes in there and does what he wants to do in the first place. 
I, yeah. I couldn't understand why God would have women, men, and children killed. Now I do because we teach our children. Hear me real clear, black folks. We teach our children what they should believe, how they should act, and what what they should do. Now, we're the most hated people on earth. Do you really think that these white folks, and I know some of us got white folks in our family, haven't had we inbred all, in them? We all do. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. And racism and how to kill us and to hate us. Listen, I got white, nep- white black nephews, polar thing, don't know where he come from, don't know if he's American Indian and he's black and he's white. But his father is not going to teach him about the things that we as black people have went through. He's not going to know how to navigate a world of people that will hate him even though he has curly hair and his skin is pale. He's still a nigger. Y'all get what I'm saying? So we got we to gotta fight back. There is no more praying. There is no more marching. There is no more no. Put a mask and get ready to fight back. And keep your mouth shut if you decide that you're going to go and have an abortion. I don't want you to, but it doesn't matter what we want each other to do. We can give you the information of why you shouldn't. But okay. the, the the thought and the process okay. Okay, after that sister. is up to you. Okay, sister, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're down to our last second. And I wanted uh, I wanted Elaine to to end out uh, to take just a minute or so to end out to talk to us about eugenics, and then uh, and then uh, <laughs> Denisha, I want you to come back in and close us out in prayer. Uh, Elaine. Okay. Okay. Um, again, my name is Elaine Riddick, and um, it's funny how I was invited to go to Britain in October, which I accepted, to speak in front of Galton's, at Galton's Institute of Eugenics, and I'll be speaking in front of the Royal Society, okay? And then when I come back here next October the 5th, I'll be speaking, they're bringing me in, to speak about eugenics who, you know, believed in a pure uh, uh, bloodline. They only want to change the world white. Okay, and then I'll be coming back here and I'll be speaking at the telethon for human traffic and rescue. Okay. All right, we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna hype that up until until we're gonna keep those dates out there so everybody can know it. And and thank God that my sister is going to Britain to speak to the chief eugenicists, to the to those people, to those people that are trying to destroy the world, and uh, for that. All right, we're down to our last sixty seconds. Uh, my sister, can you take a short uh, prayer, and then I'm going to close us out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come to you with a bow head, uh, most kind heavenly Father, um, in the name of your Son, Yeshua Hamashiach, the Black Lion of Judah. I ask that you put your covering and your protection about all of us, especially Pastor Gant and Elaine and um, uh, Brother Musa, to keep them safe throughout their journeys and their um, everything that they're doing to try to bring about awareness. Keep them safe, protect them, give them the financial um, prosperity that they need to continue on their journeys. I ask that you open our minds and our hearts, those of us who are listening, that will be receptive to the changes that need to be made so that we can preserve our lives and the lives of our children and our families. 
Amen. All right, y'all. This is Old Truth, nothing but the Truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Dan coming to you live, and we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings.